Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mishnah's Erevin, Perik Dalet, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zayin. And today's Mishnahs are dedicated Le'ili Nishmas in loving memory of Michal Zissel ben Avraham and David ben Faibish Allah Shalom. Says our Mishnah, Hayishnaim, you have two people, and they are all, both are stuck in their four Amos area. They're confined to their four Amos area. However, their areas overlap. Overlap is a common area between them. So if each one has four Amos, but it seems that they have two Amos that will overlap with each other. So so each can bring their meal and bring it to the common area in between, in, in, that, that overlaps between the two of them. So again, there's, there's, assume here it's six Amos, a six Amos length, and which means that person number one can go four Amos, person number two can go four Amos, and two of the Amos in the middle, again, in that six Amos, if you, the whole thing is six Amos, is where they overlap, they can bring the food to each other. Because it's not just that a person is confined to four Amos, or a person is confined to his tchum, but Hilchah's tchum dictates that also your possessions, your food, is also confined to where you can go. Therefore, if you want to share your meal with someone who's in a different tchum, you cannot do so. So in our case, you can't share your meal with the other guy that, in, in a way in which he will take the food and bring it to his area where you can go. Rather, the only place he can share a meal with you is in the area that over, you overlap with each other. So as long as and provided that you don't take his food and bring it to an area where he can go, and he doesn't take your food and bring it to an area where, he, where you can go, so then you're fine. You can, again, share the meal in the overlapping area. Hayishlosha, what if the three people? Now, here's an interesting one. Let's assume that of the three people, that person number one and two overlap, and person number two and three overlap, but person number one and three do not overlap. As in, the, the, that each one, again, is confined to four Amos. And if we think of it as an area where there's going to be overlap, but only person number one and two, and then two and three, but one and three don't overlap, what's the din? So, so it's pretty pretty obvious. The middle person can eat with either of them, as in he can eat with person number one or person number three, because he's allowed to go. They have overlapping space. And they can eat with him. But the people on the outer side, as in people, person number one and three, cannot eat with each other. They cannot share food because they don't have any overlapping space. This is the... Um, and this is the first part of the Mishnah. Comes along Rav Shimon, and he says, Amr Rav Shimon, what is this analogous to? Where can I find a, a parallel case to where we can have three people, where two, or where the, of the three people, um, one and three don't overlap, uh, overlap, but two, two does overlap with one and as well with three. If you have a three courtyards all opening to a Rosh Hashanah and they also are uh, abutting each other where there's an opening to each other. And as we've noted a few times, that it's not enough to just have an Erev that surrounds your place, your community in order to carry, but you also need an Erev Chatseros, which effectively makes it that you have one large you, one large area that's one large re, large residence. You take some food, you say, this is my Erev Chatseros. Again, Erev Tachum is, allows you to go beyond your 2,000 Amos. Erev Chatseros says, I have one residence within this Erev, and therefore I can carry from carry from residence to residence, from courtyard to courtyard. So what happens here is, you have three courtyards, and person number one makes an error with person number two, and person number three makes an error with person number two, but person number one and person number three do not have an overlapping error with each other. Therefore, what happens? So it's very analogous. Both number, the two outer people, number th- uh, three and one, make an error with number with number two, 
So who mutaris vihemutaris emo? What that allows, therefore, is that we say that person number one and two share a residence. They can they can go within each other's space. One can go in, in two, and two can go in one. And person number three, number two share a space. So two can go in three, three, and three can go in two. However, since number three, number one do not have a shared eruv, therefore they are forbidden from going into each other's courtyards. But the two outer people cannot go within each other's courtyards. Now, what's interesting is that this is the opinion of Rav Shimon. He's saying this is analogous to our case of the Tchum, where you have three people where one and two overlap their Tchum, and two and three overlap Tchum, but one and three don't overlap Tchum. However, the Chachamim disagree with this comparison. They say it's not analogous, and they say that we are concerned that if we allow uh, a, a, a within one Eruf, we allow some people to carry in some places and some to carry in other places, i.e. one can carry in two, and two can carry in one and three, but three can't carry in one, and one can't carry in three. If we start allowing that, people are going to come to forget, and then they're going to carry in a place in which they are not permitted to carry. Therefore, they say this is a bad analogy. But if you're thinking, well, one minute, so then why then do they allow that overlapping tchum to work? So they, what they want to argue is that when it comes to overlapping tchum, it's much easier to see where everyone belongs, where everyone's respective place is, and therefore if a person begins to walk out of an area where they're not allowed to be, then you can quickly stop them. You can say, don't do it. Whereas when you have a uh, chatzer, a courtyard, there are a lot of people going in and out. It's much messier. It's much harder to discern who belongs where. And therefore, if a person mistakenly begins to walk in an area where they're not allowed to go, they're not going to be stopped. Therefore, the Chachamim say that whereas when it comes to tchum, the overlapping people, overlapping person can eat in either, but the people on the outside can't eat in in the uh, in each other's. But when it comes to erev uh, chatzeros, when it comes to carrying, we do not apply the same principle. Okay, says the uh, Mishnah. Misha Baba Derach Lasheichal. A person is traveling on Friday and it begins to get hit nightfall. And he knows that there's within two thousand amos there is some identifying landmark. We noted that there's a hetter. We're going to we're going to explicate this and, desc- and describe in this in more detail now. That although normally we assume you need to ha- be in your place of residence or have your eruv set up, if you are with your if you are traveling, and we'll see it's probably only if you are traveling and you are within two thousand amos of your city, you can say I have in mind right now that my city that's going to be my place of lodging, which is going to allow you to get to your city and then walk two thousand amos beyond your city because that that gets a hetter, a dispensation, a lenient that when you're traveling, you can, as long as you're within 2,000 amas of where you're going to end up, you can say that's going to be a place of residence. Our, our mission is not going to teach us. It doesn't just have to be a city, but it could be any identifying landmark. So a person is traveling on Arab Shabbos, it begins to get dark by Makar Ilan Ogeder. He knows that there's within 2,000 amas, there is a identifying tree or some sort of wall. So he can say, so if he says to himself, Omar Shiftisa Tachtov, my place of residence is beneath this tree. My place of residence is beneath the wall of China. Meaning he knows it's within 2,000 Amos. Lo Omar Klum. It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Because the um, you have to be more specific, as we'll see in a minute. To just say underneath the tree, well, we're underneath the tree. The tree can be very large, and there can be more than four Amos beneath the tree, and therefore you're not establishing residence, because you can only establish residence within a four Amos area. A four Amos area. So if you just say beneath the tree, beneath the shade of the wall, well, if it's the Great Wall of China, you're going to say it could be anywhere in all China. It doesn't work. However, Shaftisi Bikaro, but if you say my place of residence is beneath the trunk of the tree, so now you've identified a specific area, and therefore that declaration will take effect your place of lodging, again, as long as it's within 2,000 amos of where you are and you're traveling, then it will take effect, and then you can walk 2,000 amos beyond that tree. So you can go to the place where the trunk is and 2,000 amos beyond that. 
and therefore from the trunk of your house, of the tree until your house is two thousand amos it emerges that you can actually end up walking four thousand amos on Shabbos. Why four thousand? Because if, let's say you're standing at the border, at the edge, within two thousand amos of this tree. And then the tree is within 2,000 amos of your house. So now that you've established your place of residence by saying, but I'm, my re- place of residence is beneath the trunk of the tree, so you can go to the tree. Now you can go 2,000 amos beyond that, which is going to be your house. I wish you all a wonderful day.